evening to everyone. Questions and topic you would like to hear about? You are living tomorrow. You, can. Uh, you, you mentioned earlier on, Maharaj, you gave some seminars on Rajasura. So I was wondering if maybe you could share some of your insights you, you found in giving those seminars. Yeah, basically the, the seminar was like a series of lectures, like five lectures about one, four verses that Ritrasura mentioned that are at the end of, of the chapter where he offered prayers in, uh, in the sixth canto of Bhagavad. Uh, four verses that some Vaishnavs have also mentioned them as Bhavachatu Shloki. <laughs> uh, that we have also the Chatu Shloki of famous Chatu Shloki, well, most famous Chatu Shloki, well, they are not so famous actually. <laughs> Hopefully someday they are famous. Also they should remain confidential. But maybe the, the most well-known Chatu Shloki is the one from Bhagavad Gita, chapter 10, verses 8 to 11. Now we won't go through them, it's too much. But also there is a f- so-called a famous Chatu Shloki in Bhagavad, that is four verses that Brahma... Uh, Krishna sorry, spoke to Brahma the dawn, the, at the dawn of creation. Canto, took second Canto 9, chapter verses 33 to 36. We won't go through that all as well. <laughs> <Too much. laughs> we have done it before. Uh, but also there is another Chatu Shloki. Chatu Shloki means four shlokas, basically. You know? Like a, a group of four shlokas generally appear one after the other. And in somehow, somewhere or another they are like like representing the whole of the the, the, the book in this case. So Bhava Chatur Shloki is connected to these verses that Ritrasura spoke, in the sense of there are these are four verses that in one sense they are like representing the, the proper foundation for that type of bhav that ultimately Bhagavatam wants to deliver, to give us. And that will be shown fully unpacked, full, full-fledged feast in the tenth canto of the Bhagavatam. But in the sixth canto, that is just like right in the middle of the book, there is some trailer to that. <laughs> so, as we may refer to the Chatur Shloki that um, Krishna spoke to Brahma, we may call it the Tattva Chatur Shloki, if you will, because it's mainly connected to the idea of what is what, even those four verses are defined in terms of Sambandha, Abhideya and Prayojan. Terms like before the creation, we spoke this day about the verse, before the creation it was only me, now the one you are seeing in front and everything you are seeing is me, and after the dissolution what remains will be me. So also you have to understand what does it mean, because it may end like may end in Brahman maybe if you don't have proper guidance. Everything is me, 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 um, um, um. <laughs> so that's some band again. No? Everything is connected to Krishna. After that, he will continue speaking about Rita, Tamya, Pratiyata, etc. About Maya Shakti and how everything that has no connection to him actually is not real. So whatever you we see 
without its proper link to Krishna, that's not real. What we are seeing is not real, and that's what we call you are Maya Prabhu, basically. <laughs> when we invoke that motto, it means you are seeing something without establish, without proper sambandha again, basically. You are engaging in one abhideya that has no sambandha. That's a way of saying, because real abhideya must have a sambandha. <laughs> so, we, may, we are engaging in a false activity without proper sambandha, without proper connection. So, this is the Tato Chatusloki, establishing who is who, what is what, how to properly um, express that conceptual orientation and which will be the natural outcome of that. But now in the in these four verses are, they are called mainly Bhava Chatushloki. So four verses were the bhava, the feeling, the emotion uh, that the Bhagavatam is speaking about all along each and every page and verse is is being described in a very concise, condensed way. So well I Share some brief words because I may get five class seminars on how I have this time. You all you know the story, the background story of Richard Sura, no? So I, I don't I don't need to go into detail in that direction, right? Not right. Very quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> okay. If I commit apparat for being very brief, you 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 bear with the reactions. Thank you. I already have many apparatus in my back. <laughs> <laughs> well, briefly, briefly, uh, the story, famous story, is the one of, of Chitraketu. He was a king who didn't have a son. He was similar to what we were speaking today, these days about the mastomy, the, the burden in the kingdom. The king doesn't have an heir, heir, heir to the throne. So, and suddenly Angira Muni comes there. And Barishmara says, please, I want a son, I want a son, I want a son. And Barishmara, like, sees the situation and says, you are not, your destiny is not to have a son in this life. So he wanted, like, to just transgress destiny. So I want a son anyway. So, okay. <laughs> so eventually he has a son, but Angira said that son will be a source of happiness and distress. Hearts of Soka. So he said, he, th- he thought, well, okay. He may cry a little bit more than usual, <laughs> a little bit more whimsical than other children, so no problem, some distress is there always. But, well, there was another idea in between. So eventually the child is born, but he had like, I think, 100 wives, or minimum. And, but, so he became especially affectionate towards the mother of his son. So practically he neglected the, the rest of the queens that became like poisoned, if you will in there with envy so eventually that poison took form and, and, and that took the form of literal poison that was given to the to the baby so the baby was killed you know, with the uh, implied affliction that was there in the name already <laughs> so well he started to lament and suddenly appears Angira with Nara Muni who always comes to the party also and eventually they make the, the child come back to life enlightened the, the king so eventually Ambarish becomes enlightened and he Chitraketu sorry <laughs> I have some samskara for mixing those two names specifically so Chitraketu becomes enlightened eventually he he well transcends even the kingdom and starts like to travel 
uh, at will, you say, at will, here and there. So eventually he wants, he wants at one assembly where Shiva was narrating Bhagavat, giving Bhagavat Kata to an assembly of, of sadhus. But he was with her, with his wife seated on, her la- on his lap, Parvati. And some say they were, he was naked. Well, even though he was not naked, let's say, no, but that adds much more contrast to the situation. Now, let's suppose she was naked. And Parvati is, who is Parvati? No? She's like, the, if you will, and between other things, she's the condensed form of Maya Shakti. She's like dealing with this last side of influence. So, Shiva was naked and having the condensed form of Maya Shakti sitting on her, in his lap, but he was free from all the service. <laughs> Do you get the contrast? No? We don't need to have Maya Shakti in our lap. We are in her lap. <laughs> Nobody needs to be naked. We are disturbed very easily. <laughs> so that the contrast is made. No? Even she was without clothes. Maya Shakti personified, condensed for like Parvati was sitting in her lap. But still he was undisturbed and ver- totally aware and enlightened giving Bhagavad Gita. So such a personality. <laughs> so Chitraketu came flying in the sky and seeing the particular scene and in some kind of uh, like friendly joking mood, he said like, oh, this is very particular. No? I mean, Mahadev Shiva, great yogi and personality in front of an assembly of sages sitting with his wife and his lap and naked. Like joking, like if you have a friend and you will say that joke but internally there was no opera, there was full respect. But to Parvati was not fun. So <laughs> when when she heard that she immediately like threw them through a course, curse, curse. <clears throat> that he was going to be born as a demon. So of course these curses are always some um, blessing is in between. No? We curse with quote unquote curse. No? So it is say that Chitraketu had the possibility, the potential to counteract the curse. Sometimes we hear these stories also in the scriptures of curse and over curse and mega curse, ultra curse and counteracting. So, but he very humbly like huh? accepted the curse and immediately Shiva Mahadev started to glorify huh? the position of Chitraketu. The position of his, of his devotees. Not speaking about Chitraketu in general, but to his devotees, instructing Parvati and of course the whole assembly present there. So the point is that eventually he, he was born as Britasura. I won't go into detail of how Britasura was born. There's a whole story with Indra killing uh, his guru and escaping from his guru, sorry. I mean, he being the, the soul of the party. And his guru appeared with Haspati. He didn't want like to lose his, uh, how to say, he sent egocentrism, he be in the center, so he, he looked to another side, like if Gurudev didn't come. <laughs> but Brihaspati was like aware. No? I mean, he knows I'm here and he's just looking into another direction because he wants to be the center. But, I mean, I mean there is a moment for you to not feel yourself a center when your Guru is centering. <laughs> so even at, if that, at that point you're looking to some other, some other place, what to speak when he's not there? I mean, <laughs> So, so Brihaspati immediately disappeared from uh, Indra's vision. And immediately Indra realized, oh, I made a grave mistake, grave offense. So he started running, looking for his guru, but Brihaspati had become invisible. 
so the teaching there is of course no? if you want to be the center and you don't let's say be, you are not aware of your Guru Dev in whatever it implies Guru disappears <laughs> from your life basically now, if you don't have this attitude of being a proper student basically as Guru Mahas always say there is no meaning to a Guru without a student so the point is I mean, we say, well, well we are, I am his student. I mean, yeah, proportionately of how much you are a student, he can be guru to you. That's the point. I mean, if you are not willing to be a student, he cannot exercise that function, if you will. So, in that, that moment, was didn't want to be a disciple at all. He wanted to be lord and master of the party. <laughs> so, Brihaspati said, well, I have nothing to do here as guru. I will disappear from his life. <laughs> So, well, long story, eventually he gets another guru, he gets reinitiated. <laughs> but mainly because of some personal interest calculation. Oh, if, because he didn't have a guru, he lost power, demons started to attack Swarga. He said, Oh no, I need a guru so I have power again. And that was his reinitiation background. No? <laughs> but eventually he realized, oh, my new guru is doing yagna and offering one part to the devas, but he, have, he, has come, he has some DNA from demon family also, so he's offering one part of the yagna to the demons. So actually they are my enemies, so he went and cut the head of his second guru. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, no, no good stance. No, no. <laughs> Indra is a great guru for us in Bhagavata. He's showing so many times what we shouldn't be doing. Many times, you know, Indra, Govardhan Lila, and so many other times. So eventually, the father of that deceased guru no, becomes uh, enraged, if you will, and invokes one personality to kill Indra. But in the course of doing that, with some yagna pronounces, Guru Maharaj was speaking. Uh, yesterday about that or today I don't remember really. that in Karma Kanda no, the procedure has to be so no, strictly perfect because you fell in something the whole thing is spoiled it shows how less power does practice have compared to Bhakti as he was saying the other day if you fail in Bhakti Krishna says in Gita you go to Swar <laughs> and if you perform Barnashram for 100 lifetimes perfectly you go to Swar <laughs> so, if you want to Svarga, remain a Bhakta and fail. <laughs> no? Don't put this out of context, please. No? <laughs> That's not the idea going to Svarga. <laughs> nowadays, with the deep fake and all this stuff, you can make very crazy stuff. So, be merciful to me. So, eventually, the point is that. Um, he pronounced bad one word and he was trying to invoke a personality that may kill uh, Indra. Uh, yeah. But the point that he pronounced bad, bad wrongly one syllable. Syllable? Syllable. Syllable. And uh, uh, he, instead he was saying, I will invoke one person that will be killed by Indra. So that person was to be Vritrasura, who appeared as a so called demon. But interestingly, because the essence of, as we say, of the Bhav that the Bhagavatam wants to deliver is being given by a demon, so-called demon. So again, the point is, what may be one thing, maybe not the proper thing. Vaishnavera Kriya Modra Vignaya We may not be properly aware of who is a Vaishnava and who is not. 
externally something may appear in one form, internally the reality may be deeper. Not always, but that can happen. <laughs> so we hope we should go deep into reality. So well, Brito Sura comes, and well, to make a long story short, she starts to battle with the demons with Inder. He's a big demon. It is said that she, she just walk one step, and all, all the demons are like trembling. No, and many of them when he like raise his his arm to with his like arm like weapon like the demigod saw that and started to run off the battle. Imagine this, this situation. O- only one against 33 million. No, no running back, no escaping from battle. No, and Indra, Indra somehow or other was there, he's Indra, the chief of them. And at one point of the battle, Brutusura starts just like to to preach, basically, to Indra. No? Like to say, well, actually all you devas are all the same. You only go to Bhagavan when you need something. No? You're just you belong to the mercantile class, you know, you are biased in that sense. <laughs> Arta Jignasa, Arta, you go to Krishna when you are afflicted, when you need money, when you are whatever, personal interest, you just, at that point you remember him. Of course, we should read those verses and say, oh my God, he's speaking to me. <laughs> because it's easy to say, oh yes, this Indra is such a shameful guy, you know, okay, I'm going, I will go with Britasura, he's right, you know, but, we are like, oh, he's preaching to, to whoever have ears for and accept that. So, so gradually, no, Brutrasura's real spirit starts to, to unfold. No? Before he, he invokes these main prayers, he's like, how is it? Scolding? Scolding Indra. No? Like saying, I mean, I'm a demon, I shouldn't be saying these things to you. You are. Deva, you should be given an example to me. You are the chief of them, but I mean, you are not doing that. So okay, I will instruct you. Sometimes that things happen. So there are extreme, extreme cases that these things can happen. Superior may be doing something wrongly. And inferior, if you will, disciples shouldn't have to even go there and instruct the person, correct the person as a service to the person. So. So well, eventually to say that they start to battle, no? and actually, like Brutusura start to show his deep Vaishnav side, he starts to, ex- to express very extreme separation from Krishna. So, he, in one point, he starts to say to Indra, "Kill me as soon as possible. No? I want to leave this body because that body was the result of a curse. I want to eventually join Bhagavan in Lila." So at one point he was like, inspiring Indra, kill me, kill me, kill me. <laughs> but before that, he shared some few prayers, no? like like established this example of uh, proper longing no? in, in bhakti. That is one character, one attribute of, of bhava also. Bhava is characterized by longing, while sadhana bhakti is merely characterized by some like conscious efforts about what to do, at least the main first state stages. But as much as you get closer to Vav, no? Ruti, Asakti, no? the, 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 the longing element starts like to take precedence, basically. As we spoke the other day, uh, at, at that time the devotee felt so much unqualified, but at the same time has such a great 
hope. So that creates a, a pro- proper mixing for the result of longing. The other day I was seeing, seeing one talk by one uh, Christian, uh, how do you say in English? Bishop? Bishop Baron, called? I don't know. So he was saying, no, on, one sen- on one side we have, if you really pay close attention to, to Christ's example and teaching, that's so high. He said, I mean, who can follow that? Love your enemies, being crucified and praying, please, Father, forgive them. They do not know what to it's almost impossible to follow. But on the other side of that, such an impossible challenge, we have such an overwhelming and overflowing level of grace and mercy that makes that impossible task give some hope that may be possible. I, I sound resounded with the idea of applying that to our path. Because if you really pay close attention to the, the goal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, it's so high. <laughs> so high. The, the level of develop, theistic development, everything is so developed, so unpacked, so full-fledged, so high. Mm-hmm. You pay to price when you hear Srila Siamara speaking about Saranagati. Oh, these are like... But on the other side, we have the other part to balance, no? the, the whole thing, no? the hope, the costless mercy course, not to take cheap and not to make that an excuse. We, you should put both things on the scale. But we have this element that will give us hope. So, in these advanced stages, what to speak of reaching Bhavabhakti, the boat in Bhavabhakti will feel so insignificant because, as we said the other day, he will get close to, his, to the infinite, very close already. Very close. So, if you are close to the infinite, 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 infinite I mean, you will feel so much almost on the shore of non-existence <laughs> so atomic and the only way to deal with that is also to, to catch the, the overwhelming mercy that is coming from there and this gives an ending hope maybe in the beginning stages of practice just the opposite we don't think of ourselves as atomic <laughs> maybe super atomic but some super, super I wonder and we maybe don't have too much hope. I mean, we don't have too much. We we are not very much aware of this sense of hope that is there waiting for us. As Sri Lanka said, your future is brilliant. So what must he is? What must he be saying with that? What's his intention? What is he seeing in us when he says your future is brilliant? I'm sure. Personally, I don't have the. <laughs> the eye to, to catch such an horizon but that's there so they are saying you have to do this this your future is brilliant so we should be able to balance to the two elements because if not we may end in the in the madhouse also because <laughs> too much like over sacrifice that would be too much but without that we become also like cheap practitioners if you will so the point is that Bhritrasura was ex- given the example by these four prayers of this nice level of humility, prayer, longing, characterized of this Bhava Bhakti just prior to entering to Italy. So there are four verses. Uh, well, <laughs> I may recite them and let's see what we can say about each of them briefly because time is 
it's on your side, but I won't abuse that. <laughs> so first verse says, Ham harita bhapadai kamola dasha nudasho babitashmi buya vana smarita shupater gunamste grihita bhat karma karotukaya. So first verse, Amrita Sura says, Oh my Lord, Ashupate, he says, Oh Lord of my life. So he is already expressing himself in a poetic way. Lord of my life, Prananats, Praneshwar also means Lord of my breath, Lord of my life cares, <laughs> Lord of my breathing. Like saying, I only breathe for you, I'm only maintaining my life for you. You are my life air. And re- remember, Guru Maharaj explained how in Bhava Bhakti all the prans in the body start to become, enter in touch with Bhava and start to affect the constituent elements of the body in different so tears coming with the in contact with the water element and so on. So he said, no? Aham Haritava Dasanu He said, Oh Lord of my life, when will come the time that I may again hmm, take the shelter of Dasanu Daso? No? That I may become Dasanu Daso Pabitashmi Buya. Buya said again. He's not supporting the fall bad theory. I say again, I may become devotee, but you know he was too to before, so he lost his opportunity, and now he wants it back. So he immediately second line the conception of das and That's this is like the Bhagavad version of Mahaprabhu's sloka. Gopi Bhartu Pala Kamalayor Das Das Anudas. In Bhagavatam you also find this idea of Das Anudas. He's saying the servant of the servant. When will I be reestablished again? as the servant of the servant who have you under, as their only uh, shelter basically your feet are the only shelter when I will be reestablished as one if you will speck of dust at the Lord's feet in such a way that in such shelter I may engage my these three famous words. Hmm? Yeah, Sanskrit. Activities. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the verses say karma. Yeah, back. So he's saying, no? <coughs> Such a way that I may engage these three no? functions in serving your devotees no? with kaya, kaya with the body I may serve them and back with my tongue I may sing the glories of them utama shloka vartaya and smara, smari tasu smara I may practice, engage smara about your attributes so this is the first verse many things to unpack there <laughs> I'm just giving the, like the word by word translation basically but this this is presenting the whole succession of ideas there no? I want to be established as the this devotee of your devotee in such a way that may eternally engage in all my functions hmm, <coughs> in absorbing myself fully in their service let me go to the, the, the next one 
So basically he's saying, I am not interested in, 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 in obtaining Swargalok nor even the planet of, of Brahma. Um, I do not want even entire domain on the earth. Nasarbhavomam Narasadipatyam not only not only I want even domain on the hellish planets, lower planets. Maybe we can say, okay, you don't want Swarga, may want one Pataloka for you. No, thank you. Najoga Siddhir Apunar Bhavamba. I'm not interested in Yoga Siddhi, mystic perfections. Also not. Apunar Bhavam. Apunar Bhavam is Moksha. I don't want liberation as well. Samanja Sattva Virahaya If I don't know if I'm expressing this proper in English. I don't want all those things if for that I have to leave your... I have to leave you, basically. If I have to leave you, I don't want any of those things. He's praised to Krishna Samanjasa. It means translated like source of all opportunities. Like saying... You are the source of all opportunities, but I don't want, I don't want any of these opportunities <laughs> that I know you might be offering me. As we spoke the other day, when the devotee starts to go higher and higher, well, some menus will be there offering to you. Now, what do you want, sir? <laughs> How do you call? When you go to the restaurant, they give you the, the menu? Ah, okay. So you go, menu, Swarga menu, no? Moksha menu, you want to taste? Just some appetizer here, for free, <laughs> whatever. We give you the full meal. So, as we said the other day, we may say, no, 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 I don't want nothing. Like, I don't want Mukti, I don't want Moksha. But it's easy to say, I don't want Moksha if you didn't have, you never had Moksha. But if Mukti Devi appears to you and gives you a trailer of being free from all goodness, oh, oh. so we have to really be. And my point is, there has to be some positive, strong realization to say no to those things. And that's why Rupa Goswami said, only from Baba Bhakti on, Moksha Lagota Grit. Moksha will be insignificant. Before that, it will be relatively significant. Maybe you are not saying, I want to become one with Brahman, but maybe a big part of the practice will be fueled by the idea of stop suffering, which is a type of moksha. I mean, it's a type of desire of, I want to be liberated from something, from some negative condition. So that's some mixture there still. Well, okay, part of the process. But in Bhava Bhakti, there's no place. All those desires have been displaced totally. So, <clears throat> so here, uh, Brita Sura is praying to Krishna, saying, you are the soul of all opportunities, 
and I don't want any of them. And similarly to Prahlad Maharaj saying to Nrishing and I don't want anything from you. I only want Bhavatad Bhakti Rahai Tukitve. I just want to serve you, basically. So that's the glory of of devotees. Or, but interestingly, if for that I have to leave you, no? but if that comes out of your own accord and that can be properly engaged in seva, and I can't do that, I'll let it all be welcome. Yukta Varagi also. It's not only I don't want, I don't want, I don't want. If that has some purpose in your purpose of seva, okay, you will bless me in such a way that I won't become entangled. And we see many cases like this. I don't know, Bali Maharaj obtained whole so so sovereignty? Sovereignty. Okay. In one of the lower planetary systems is considered big personality. Different examples and cases are there. <coughs> and when they are willing even to accept those conditions, if that's favorable for their budget. If that's what Krishna considers, they are ready for that. That's the point. Like Gopis being ready for eternal damnation just to relieve Krishna's headache for a single second, millisecond. <laughs> if that's favorable for, I mean, if that's favorable for my spiritual life, means if that's favorable for Krishna's pleasure, I'm, I'm ready for that. So we should pay attention how we conceive those things because we may say if that's favorable for my spiritual life that means if that's favorable for Krishna's pleasure There's, there should be no there should be synonymous between the two not separate thing now Krishna's pleasure you wouldn't think my project of spiritual life is well may sometimes like have some touch Krishna's pleasure but also I have my pleasure account there, no? And Krishna doesn't have the password. <laughs> I mean, he has it, but what makes sense is when you voluntarily give the password publicly. No? This is the password. <laughs> so, that's the second verse. The third verse is the one you were asking today in the morning. Jata Pakshai Vamataram Kaka Yatashnata Yatistanyam Jatabatsataraksadarta. This may be the most famous of the four. And uh, where Vritasura presents three levels of, of analogy, if you will, trying to show which is his type of longing. So first of all he says, well, the whole verse says, like a, like a little bird, who is in, baby bird, who is in his nest. Nest? Yeah, nest. And, and he's just waiting for her mother to bring the, the food and feed him and nurture him. Or like a calf who is just tied to one, uh, whatever, place, waiting for her mother who went to uh, to grass. So she's, he's, he's waiting for her to be milked. To, 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 yeah, to be milked? To milk. To milk. Okay. To drink milk. <laughs> Or like a no. lady who is uh, separated by from his beloved and is suffering that separation, but is willing to give him pleasure. In that same way, my mind longs to see you, oh, the one, the lotus-eyed one. Something like that. 
So, of course, some explanation is there on the idea that Brittrasura gives three levels of analogy, but only in the last one he finds full, uh, full satisfaction. In the first two, there are some, like, how is this? Yuga Goswami gives some nice technical term. Okay. But the, the term implies that the analogies not fully represented the emotion, the, the emotion that the person is having and wants to represent through some analogy. So not, it's not easy because of that Guru Mahath many times say analogies are analogies. I mean, it's, are not proving the whole thing. I remember once in and so, and, and this was in Ash, no, Ashville, no, well, North Carolina. And, and someone was quoting this idea, no, but Samacharya says that regarding bhakti, uh, uh, everyone has bhakti inherent, like a seed, in seed form. And uh, what's the analogy he gave? Well, some analogy like this, no? So the seed is already there, and when the, ra- the rain comes, uh, in form of a particular sadhu sangha, the seeds is giving fruit, particular fruit. No? So, of course, no, main thing, first thing Guru Mahath said after dismantling the whole argument is that's an analogy. I mean, I can use a separate analogy and say uh, our heart is like, not the seeds, but like earth. So, we can receive the seed, we have the proper earth to do that. So, I mean, we can use many analogies to prove to prove atheism, to prove whatever. <laughs> so, so, though that analogy was not proving anything, no? even it was self-contradictory. Because if you say you already have the seed, so when you receive the water, it will give something. But every sadhu sangha, it's a different type of of water, a different type of rain. So, different influences will be there. So, again, so the point is, analogies are, are not everything. But in this point, Brittrasura at least wanted to get as close as possible to his, with his analogy to what he was feeling. So in the first two, he was not satisfied because, you may imagine the example, the bird. No? The bird is in the nest waiting for his mother. No? And we may say, oh yes, he's so fragile, no? dependent. Uh, yes, okay. Till there we are okay. But when the mother comes, gives food, gives shelter, Little bird forgot his mother, at least for a while, till he's hungry again. <laughs> or maybe he he remembers her, but the level of intensity is different. No, he was waiting for her, but actually he was waiting for lunch. <laughs> no? And the example of the calf is the same. The calf is like waiting for her mother. The example is a little bit more specific, says Jiva Goswami, because in the first case, the mother bird takes some food from some place and take and gives to the bird. In this case, the food is already in the cow. It's like a more close example, more direct. But again, the principle is the same. The cow is just waiting for her mother to drink milk. And when he fully drinks milk, he's satisfied. He stops drinking milk and stops being so, having such a longing for his mother. Because his longing was not too much mother, but father. Father, father, you say? Other. So you say, mother, mother, other. <laughs> Inside the word mother, you have other. So <laughs> you have other desire there. And nyabila sutta sunyam, it should be. No? Free from other. No? <laughs> so, so the point is that 
there is some defect in the analogy because this was not the point, the, the, the longing of Ritrasura. He said, my mind is always hung, longing for seeing you and serving you with not separate interest. So, uh, last example is the one of the lady and his beloved that she's waiting for him to come. Of course, there are material examples, but try to get as close as possible as the transcendent reality. So the lady is willing to... And this is why some... I don't know who, but some someone may have said, as you said today in the morning, you know, that in this verse, Bhagavatam is giving the first like hint about Madhurya Rasa. Well, because maybe the example, of course, of the lady, as I tried to explain, is she's... Uh, burning in the fire of separation from his beloved and he's fully desiring to offer herself to him for his pleasure with every part of, with every atom of her body, mind, body, senses, and this is the main feature of uh, Madhurya Bhav, different to others' Bhavs. It's an offering of every part of the body and senses for the pleasure of Krishna with all that it implies in the context of uh, conjugal union. So in that sense, some people may say, I mean, I've never read it about it, but some, I accept someone may say, I'm not condemning that person. <laughs> One could feel no, some hint in there, okay, some very parokshavad, very paroksha, <laughs> very indirect thing, that, okay, this will happen, but in an transcendental way, in four cantos ahead. But again, Ritrasura was not the one longing for that particular type of bhav because it's established by Acharya he was praying for Dasya bhav. But even interestingly we can say even if you are praying for Madhurya bhav, Guru Maharaj explained that today or yes, yesterday? Today. already <laughs> That's too many times. Madhurya bhav is a type of Dasya. I mean every rasa is a type of Dasya. The foundation is Das. Das and Das. So this verse goes again back to the first one, if you will. No? Like he's praying for engaging like a beloved, all his mind, words, body. First verse, we say, Bhak, Manas, Kaya, in the service of the Lord. So this example fits that well. So they are like interconnected between the, the four. And words and, and, and last word says Mamo Tamashlo Kajanesu Sakyam Samsari Chakri Brahmata Shakarmavi Tvadmaya Yatmatmaya Dharagihisu Asakta Chitasyananata Vuya Here like concludes his prayer repeating some points he already mentioned. He says Mamo Tamashlo Kajanesu he refers to Krishna's Uttama Shloka. Like this shloka we also receive sometimes. No? Uttama Shloka Bhartaya. That's a very nice name of, of Krishna. Means he who is praised by the most selected verse, poetry. And as this famous verse that Guru Maharaj likes to quote, by doing that, Sun is not having an effect on us. Time is not affecting us. Every time sun is rising, setting, what's the meaning of the verse? 
सो दैट यस फॉर द उत्तम श्लोक वर्तया फॉर द वंस फॉर एंगेज इन बेसिकली हरि कथा सो फॉर दिस लास्ट आवर ऑलरेडी टाइम इज नॉट अफेक्टिंग अस लेट्स से समर सो so that's the glories of hargada because you have the famous example for example of i don't know of the four kumars we always hear four kumars are i mean the oldest people you can conceive sons of brahm but they look quite fresh <laughs> and a scripture narrate how they are all day long engaged in harikatha between themselves no? they have the, because generally for harikatha you need someone else no I mean, you can alone give some type of harikata to yourself, <laughs> but generally someone else is, is required. <laughs> and there are four, no? So they have this facility. No? One is giving harikata; the three are hearing. No? They take turns; they hear. The, so because of this abs- constant absorption in harikata, they remain always like young babies. No? So time is not influencing them. That's the point. And you see, even not not necessarily to go to the four kumars. You can go to mm, examples of contemporary sadhus that you see that when they are really absorbed, using their time in this type of activity, in this fire, in this yajna, they do not seem the age they have. Guru Maharaj is one example. For it. He looks minimum ten years before, less or more. So there is some freshness, you mean? That comes as a, result, as a result of absorbing yourself in, in harikata, giving it, sharing it, listening to it. Like this. So, utama shloka. So that's the name of Krishna that speaks about this, about the power of entering in touch with those verses of eternal youthfulness. Krishna is Navakishore, the eternal youth one. So if you start to hear about him, speak about him, you also become. So he says, "Mamotama shloka janesu sakyam." I am praying for. She says, "Sakyam, janesu sakyam." Mamotama shloka. The, the the ones that are yours, I want friendship with them. Basically, I want friendship with your devotees. Again, he's repeating the dasanudas. He's qualifying the dasanudas. Okay, servant of the servant, but some servant with. Friendship, please. No. <laughs> Let's qualify my petition here. No. So I want sakyam. I want friendship with your beloved ones, with your devotees. Sila Rupa Goswami very cruelly says also that how important it is that we may establish friendship, friendly relationship. Snigdasya, Sajatya, Sattabara, Sadhus. That should be our Sadhus. Like-minded devotees, affectionate, uh, elevated. Samsari Chakre Brahmata Sokarmavi. After that, he, he expresses himself in the classical uh, natural humility. When one is like aspiring for something, but also realizing who am I to aspire for that. And that increases the longing and the, the, and the petition for causeless mercy. And so many times in scripture, this is said, you know, Sadhu saying, Oh my Lord, you know, if you really are the most merciful, you have to give your mercy to me because I am the most holy. If you cannot give your mercy to me, your name, the most merciful, is useless. <laughs> of course, this has to be felt, not just, oh, copy-paste, no, and will, the mercy everywhere will come. 
So he says, Samsari Chakri Due to my previous fruitive actions, now I find myself thrown into the wheel of samsara. So please give me the French friendly relationship of your beloveds. Of course, acharyas take different meanings to this word, and sometimes Divya uh, Saraswati comes and speaks in a high, higher and higher and higher ways, especially when demons are speaking here. He's not actually a demon, but with some purpose he's a demon. So and he says samsara. No? Samsara means, uh, well, you know what it means? Yeah. Daily experience of that? Yeah. <laughs> in the words of Bhaktivinotakur, samsara will mean ahammameti. That's samsara. I, mine. That's um, that would like makes the show go on. <laughs> also, samsara means sara means yeah, essence, and sam is pool. So, I have been thrown into the full essence, <laughs> into the topmost cream, sara cream also. So, Sadhusar Harp explained the verse like this. You know, and one day, he's from his humility, he considered himself and thrown into samsara. When we see who you are and from which place you are speaking, you have been thrown into another type of samsara. Gopis also in, in Rasa Lila speak like samsara. We are in samsara. Sarasara tells us, yes, samsara. You, are, you have the full, complete essence that everyone is after. So, samsara chakri brahmakasu karmani tadmaya yadmatmaya dhara gihisu. Because of that, now I'm attached to. House, wife, body, relatives, social position, the type of idea that sometimes the verses are there, all the natural extensions of that come from body, attached to body, identity, partner, house, expand family expansions, like this. And as we say, there is no problem in having that, the problem is attachment. That's a problematic word. <laughs> and because of that, he says, uh, Nanat, uh, huh? So please make my chitta, make my chitta, you know what chitta? Asakta chitasya nanatavuya attached to you. So, so let me transfer transfer all my attachment capacity to you. And that will be the, the solution to the problem of attachment. We always speak. The, the idea is not stopping attached being attached, but learning the art of proper attachment. That's what we call asakti. And here he's saying asakta chitasya nanatabuya. Let me please become attached to you, to your servants, to all the retinue and paraphernalia that goes with you. So that's his last like petition. And there basically the chapter ends. And again, the chair have said in these four verses you have like the foundation and the type of longing that when when taken to its fullest implications and unfolding expresses properly in the land of Braj. The type of humility, of sharanagati, of longing that here appears 
like a glimpse in a seed form, like a trailer. Like when you are looking at some TV show and they gave some trailer in the middle of what's going to come. So here's. So eventually we find the, 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 the fullest unfolding of these verses in the 10th canto. So because of that, this has been called like Mahavachatur Shloki. Four verses of the Bhagavatam, when the essence of the feeling as sadhakas. Now again, it's very instructive because these prayers from Brittrasura are from this side, you know, like a sadhaka, showing this proper idea of saranagati, surrender, humility, <clears throat> all these qualities that should really become for us, like Maduram, Maduram. We were singing yesterday, Maduram, Maduram. But yeah, when we hear Trinada, Pisunichena, that should sound to us, Maduram, Maduram. <laughs> When we really feel all those things, Madhuram, Madhuram, we really will go to Madhupati, the Lord of Madhur. So, this is a very nice preliminary filter, (laughs) prayer filter for us to to find the sweetness there, to go deep there till sweetness starts to come, till jaundice starts to disappear, and we can fully embrace the inner spirit of Ritesura's prayers. <coughs> so some words about it. Trying to summarize five classes of two hours each in forty-five minutes. I I Sorry. So I wish I could speak Spanish. Maybe that's more would be more practical. <laughs> <laughs> so some last question that we'll we'll answer in five minutes. You raise your hand before. Uh, yeah, you can you can answer this. Yeah, uh, but. Like related to this, I mean, to his uh, original question this morning. Mm. Because in the first canto, there's a, uh, when Vishma is on the bed of arrows, mm. he says, he says, I wish that mm. I just like the, the maidens of Raj mm. would have. But he's not. That's, I'm not sure if, if that's Madhurya Rasa either, because he's not he's not being Madhurya Rasa, but mm. it's it maybe just like the rag, but I also want rag like they have. Yeah, similar to what also we find when Uddhava is praying for I want to be born as a how do you say bark bush grass in Brindavan so the gopis may trample trample on them and throw their lotus uh, feet dust and somehow or other it may become like imbibed by not their mode of love, but their intensity of their prem, and apply that intensity to my own selected you know, relationship. So, yeah, what you mentioned, like Bhishma praying in the bed of arrows, like comparing this situation to some uh, conjugal battle, if you will, because that's how the, the Charis explained, like the battle of Cupid. Gubin Lamerta speaks of this regarding conjugal lilas, battle of Cupid. <laughs> so he's given this idea because his, his ideal, his personal idea is his Ishtadev, if you will, is Krishna, but Krishna like in battle, you know, like in the chariot, and, and, you know, because that's his mood. So <laughs> he has this Vira Rasa, and, and, but in that Vira Rasa, well, Rasa, you know, there is a particular, of course, Vira Rasa is not Staibab, but He's expressing that in the context of Virarasa. He's a warrior. He's in the bed of arrows. So that's Virarasa. <laughs> I mean, 
just to just to survive to bed of arrows. That's yes. <laughs> so in that context, he's ex- exposing his 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 future projection. Of course, his eternal associate, but in the context of the unfolding of the lila, he he makes some analogy with the intensity of the battle, the love battle between uh, Krishna Gopis and lady gentleman, if you will. But that's not his. We don't want to make Bhishma Gopi. That will be too much. Let, let others do that. <laughs> so yeah, we find this like Bhishma, Uda, Ritrasura. No? So here and there, there are verses that they seem to, but actually they're praying for a particular type of intensity that may be applied to their own choice regarding how to relate to, to Bhagavan. <coughs> We see that every, always. No, like if, on the opposite, let's go to the opposite side. No, when Sri Matiradharani is, is looking at Dauji Gopal, Krishna Balar and Brindavan, you know, there's famous verse that Samacharya said that was spoken by Radharani. For the ones who aspire for Bhavalashrati Manjari Bhakti, it's a sloka recommended to, to recite when they are taking darshan of Krishna Balar, to see that from the perspective of how the gopis are look, looking. This is sloka from Benu Gita. Akshambatam phala midamna param vidama sakyar shura nubeva yas bayasato bayasya bhaktram brajasosu tayona venu yukta jarbani pitama nurakta kataksha moksha. Which says basically the gopis are there glorifying the two of them, saying there's no better object for the eye function than to see them. And they emphasize them, the two, but in between the lines they are using Balaram as an excuse to just <laughs> glorify Krishna and concentrate on him. And, and at one point they are like expressing, oh, no, these Gopas friends are all along with Krishna in front of everyone. That's legal. That's according to the social dynamics of the village. And we cannot do that, says the Gopi. We would like to do that. Now, that doesn't mean they want to leave Madhurya Ras and enter Sakya Ras. No? But they want something that the other has in the context of their own emotion for Krishna. So we should know how to understand this type of expression, what it seems, because if not, we make a whole galaxy of Rasavas. No? No, now the gopis are all Sakas, or the other party, they're all the Sakas has a Manjari counterpart there, identity. <laughs> It's not like that, no? So, Jiva Sila Rupa Goswami has very clearly delineated this world of possibilities in the realm of Rasa. Maybe some exceptions to the rule, but not multiple Swaroops and seven possibilities for each one. That's so much. I just say yesterday in the drawing, two, that's all. <laughs> Even one should be enough. But, Mahaprabhu's mercy, okay, let's give it bonus track, second one. But stop there, stop there. <laughs> Everything nice with Ayodhya, Vaikuntha, but stop there. Nityanavati, Vrindavan. And one in each place. No? Because sometimes, okay, we'll go to two abodes, but let me have three there, four there. <laughs> no, no. So, really, there's a whole world of rasa, tattva, rasa consideration. Not so easy. And because of that, Swarup Damodar made this important function. When any poem came to Mahaprabhu, First of all, he had to pass to Swarup Damodar, and he was the one reading that. And sometimes devotees, 
someone makes broke some I don't know if Kurash was the one speaking about this these days but I don't know. But sometime some poem came and some the devotees may read between themselves before it goes to Sarukdama. Yes. I said, Oh, that seems nice. Mahaprabhu no? will like so much. Sarukdama said Rasabas. No? So it requires different levels of sensibility, but it's a very nice required service at some point. So well, basically that. So it's important to because there are many states like this. No? Gopis hunkering for such a fortune, such a position on the other side. But I mean, as, as we always say, every devotee who is already has a stai bab. Stai bab means stai. Stai means nobody will move that. Santa Rasa is the chances, you know, of becoming something else. But from up, not Dasya up, I mean, no one will want to leave that. So if that stai means I feel totally satisfied with this particular situation, and I feel this is the best for me. As Krishna does Kavira say, every devotee will feel their relationship with Krishna is the best and everyone is correct about it. <laughs> Objectively speaking, something may be the sweetest thing or whatever. Subjectively speaking, some may like more uh, apple than mango. So, mango may be too sweet for them. They are not so much Maduram, Maduram. Not so many times Maduram. <laughs> and it's okay, subjective taste. There is place for that type of flavor experience in, in, in the Parabion. So we should bow to that transcendental subjectivity. No? So, yeah, basically, that. so we should be careful when we find this type of prayers and projections you know, to throw some devotees into a place, into an arena that they are not belonging to, they do not want to belong to. <laughs> but, one more point and I finish here, we should be able to uh, draw uh, inspiration from the, the type of bhakti from every devotee. That's the point. I mean, if someone is a Dasya bhakta, a Bhava bhakta, a Sakya bhakta, a Ram bhakta, I mean, Ins- we should be expert to extract some inspiration into our own particular idea of bhakti. That's the idea in all these things. No? That we are like appreciating what they have. But it's not that oh, I will leave my whole samskars and I want now to merge into whatever. No? But it's like you're just taking the active principle that is moving their life and oh, this can nurture in this particular way. You know? As, as it's depicted by, by Sanatana Goswami in, in Gopakumar's journey. You know, I always share this part. When he's, for example, going in Ayodhya, and he finds Hanuman, and Gopakumar says, Please, chant the glories of your Lord. No, it's not that Gopakumar comes and says, Hear me about Madame Gopal, because your Ramachandra, in Rasic terms, yes. is slower. No, no. <laughs> That doesn't exist there. So he said, please, chant the glories of your Istadev. And so, Hanuman starts like to glorify Ramachandra. And Gopakumar becomes enlightened in his devotion to Madangupa. He becomes nurtured in his own devotion to his own Istadev by hearing the glorification of Hanuman. And after that, Hanuman says, Gopakumar, speak about your Madangupa. So Gopakumar started like, to sing the glories of Madangupal and uh, Hanuman would say, 
जय राम सो दैट्स हाउ प्रॉपर एक्सचेंज शुड बी देयर वी शुड बी एबल टू हियर अबाउट इंस्पिरेशन एंड ग्लोरीज बट विदाउट इंटरफियरिंग विद आवर आइडिया बट नर्चरिंग दैट इन ए पर्टिकुलर वे if i meet you and, and your guru is someone else i will say you oh, please i won't say hear the glories of my guru there and hopefully you become properly converted <laughs> please chant the glories of your guru there and when i hear that and also as we say when we meet with some devotee we don't know we shouldn't be also very eager to know very quickly who is your guru there because that's also something like I will judge you according to who is your spiritual master. So it's and also no Gopayet Guru Radmanasi is something You should hide the guru, hide in the sense of it's a confidential thing, not just like throwing that publicly immediately. Hey, how are you? This is my guru. And what is your guru? Oh, this is your guru. Oh, okay, it's like you know, like exchanging products. No? So <laughs> that's a very deep confidential thing that gradually if we are meeting some other Vaishnav we gradually we reach some point in the conversation oh is your Guru Maharaj oh, is my Guru Maharaj but sometimes you know I have seen this you go in the street and say oh who is your Guru? <laughs> oh even worse which is the mission you belong to? <laughs> there is no person involved just I want to know in institutional terms who, which, where do you belong and that's all for me to know who you are and it's like, oh, that's so disgusting. <laughs> so, so all these details we should learn in, in a natural way, become, make them part of our sadhu sangha, way to approach other Vaishnavas and, and other types of bhakti we find even outside of Gaudiya Vedanta, as we were mentioning, what to speak inside of our own tradition. Sometimes we are very expert in dealing in interfaith dialogue on things like this when we meet another Bhaisha it's like <laughs> so, so we are part of the same party bar same family and no, no but he's from such such but uh, he's Muslim okay Buddhist atheist whatever no he's a pay we can chime but when someone else from other mission oh no, so it's, we have something to learn still no? so that's something very necessary to for the whole community we should start at home no? with ourselves with our local group and from there trying to expand gradually ok some words Srila Gurudev Patita Bhavani Ki Jai Sri Man Mahaprabhu Ki Jai Sri Harinam Sankirtan Ki Jai Sri Sri Dauji Bhupaji Ki Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrindu Ki Jai Gaur Chavan Gaur Chavan Gaur Chavan